Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat With. Joining me from Vegas is magician's assistant, trained dancer, stilt walker, mime, and model, Melanie Kramer. How are you doing today, Melanie? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome. What's it been like for you for over the last two years? Um, you want to know what my life has been like for the past two years? <laughs> yeah, for like during <laughs> the pandemic. Yes. Oh, um, I've been I've been very blessed to stay working. So I do a lot of different things for a living. So I work with photographers and, you know, fetish producers and all kinds of things. So um, I stayed pretty consistently working, thankfully. So I feel blessed to say that. What's it like performing in Vegas for you? Um, I have been in Vegas since I was two years old. So my career started here and will probably end here. So, um, it's, you know, normal. I love it. It's, it's the only place where you can like do this for a living all the time and not have to, like, I've never had a normal job my entire life. I feel so grateful to say that I've never had a normal job ever. I've always been a performer for a living. So I have fun every day. (laughs) You're a magician's assistant. How did you get started as one? Um, well, I've liked magic since I was seven years old and Melinda winked at me. She was performing at the Leia Mark and she popped out of a box and winked at me. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Cause I was, uh, I was already a dancer by then. So, um, I had to do that at the top of the show. I would look for a little girl in the audience and then I'd pop out of a box and I'd wink at her, you know? And then when I was like 17 years old, I used to teach Pilates and Joni Spina was, we used to take ballet class together all the time. And she was also my Pilates client. And she's like, have you ever been in a box? And I'm like, no, I've like kind of done some magic stuff, but I never like worked. Cause when I was seven, I was the great Mel Dooney for like three years. That was my, <laughs> I was really into magic when I was little, I went to the magic shop like every week. So Joni put me in my first like actual illusion, which turned out to be um, the bow staff which was created by Roy Shank. And years later, I ended up assisting him in World's Greatest Magic Show. So it's kind of an awesome little turn of, you know, everything coming full circle. <laughs> You've assisted people, you have assisted people like Steve Valentine, Jeff McBride, and Chris Angel. What was it like for you? Oh, um, well, everyone's different. You know, I've worked with um, some of the greatest magicians in the world, thankfully. And um, yeah, magic is, you know, you have to understand the relationship of a magician and an assistant and when you go into it it's like a partnership and it's like a, a team effort and every it's like a well-oiled machine everything has to move at the right time so I would say working with people you you learn that definitely how to like you know be in tune with whoever it is you're working with so I, I like it <laughs> it's not for everyone you have to be very tolerant there's a lot of different egos and personalities and magic but I've worked with some wonderful people on this show, I've interviewed people like Magical Katrina, Caitlin Dressler, and Katrissa Hendricks, who has something in common with you. They have been on Penn & Teller's Fool Us, but you were an assistant on there for three seasons. What was that like? Um, Fool Us is a really wonderful show, actually, to do. Of course, it was better when Johnny Thompson was around, um, mm-hmm. but it's wonderful. They, they treat you great, and they're very... Um, Everything's it's very professional and it's a great experience working with them and I really enjoy it. And I'm hoping to do, I can't say too much, but I think I might be on the next season. Hopefully. Well, that'd be so, great. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> That'll be my fourth season on the show. Also, you were an assistant on the CW show Masters of Illusion for five seasons. What was that like for you and how did that come about? Um, it was wonderful. Actually, on one of the days I was assisting, like, I think it was like two or three magicians on one shoot day. So I was running back and forth in between. Um, so I really enjoy doing that show. It's really, um, there's a lot of my friends there. So every time I go, it's like a big reunion and we all get to hang out and spend time together. So it's really, it's really enjoyable. You know, do you have any, it. do you have any interesting stories about being a, mag- a magician's assistant? 
<laughs> yes, but we only have 20 minutes, so I can't even begin to go into it. I've had everything happen to me. I've been sliced. I've been diced. I've been burned. I've been, you know, you name it, both physically and <laughs> emotionally burned. Um, but yeah, I've been through it all in magic. I've been assisting since I was 17 years old, and we won't say how old I am, but that was a very long time. So <laughs> what advice would you give somebody who wants to be an assistant? Um, well, you have to be really tough to be an assistant. Like you have to not be afraid of pretty much anything because you have to be able to think and react rationally in high pressure situations. So it's really not for everyone. You have to have good instincts naturally to be able to be a good assistant. Um, I think dancers make the best assistants because they know how to move their bodies and they know when they come out of the box, how their hands should be. So they're not like come out like this with their fingers, like, you know, little things that make a difference to the, the overall look of a show that people don't realize. Um, but yeah, no, assistance, I just say, you know, have patience, really don't take anything personal. Um, magicians yell when they get mad, some of them. So just don't take it personal. And, uh, if you bleed, you know, that's, those are just battle scars. With everything that you know about magic being an assistant, would you ever decide to have your own show? Uh, no, never. <laughs> which pretty much secures my job as an assistant. Um, but besides that, no, it's really hard. Um, it's very hard to have your own show. You know, I see the struggles of the magicians I work with of trying to get bodies in the seats and trying to promote and having the money to do that and to pay your cast. And to, it's a lot and it's very hard and to hone your act and to make it one thing. I changed my mind all the time. I could never, I would definitely need a director if I ever did my own thing. And no, I'm just, I'm quite content letting them <laughs> they do all that hard work. And then I come in and I do the other hard work. So, you know, I'm fine with that partnership. I have no desire to cross over. Um, but I have been hired to teach quite a bit and to direct for other magicians. And I have come in and, and done a lot of consulting work. So I do that for magicians, but no, no um, threat of me taking their jobs ever. <laughs> As an assistant, dancing may be required. You are a trained dancer. How did you become a dancer and why did you become a dancer? Um, I've been in dance since I was three years old. I've been taking ballet mostly my whole life. And um, I grew up in Vegas. So it was kind of like, well, what are you going to do with your kids? You have to find something <laughs> to do. So my sister and I were in dance and she did all the things and I just focused on ballet. And then I, I stopped I did acting and, you know, all the things. So. Um, we always say, you know, everywhere else in the world, you're a triple threat if you sing, act, and dance. And when you come to Vegas, we're like, yeah, what else? <laughs> we all do that. So it's kind of a prerequisites here. I think it's a little different of a, a lifestyle in Vegas than other places. But yes, dance is definitely an effective part of being an assistant, I would say. It most definitely helps. What styles of dance are you proficient in? Um, ballet, contemporary, uh, lyrical, jazz, um, hip-hop, belly dance. Um, I've done flamenco gigs. I've done, you know, I faked tap as long as the stage isn't mic'd, I can fake tap. So kind of whatever, you know, I'm flexible. I do a lot of go-go and stuff too, which not a lot of dancers can improv. Um, like trained dancers have problems with it sometimes. So I've been go-going forever. So I'm actually hosting a karaoke show tonight. <laughs> I'll be shaking my groove thing. So still doing it, you know. You're a stilt walker. For those who don't know, what is a stilt walker and how did you become one? Um, still walkers walk on very tall um, legs. So they're kind of like in the circus, you know, and I became a stilt walker when I had a baby, Marissa and Scott Hitchcock, actually, who is known in our magic community, um, him and his wife at the time, Marissa had, uh, I had a baby and they're like, well, what else are you going to do? <laughs> like, you got to have some other things. You need a specialty. You need something that you can just leave for a couple hours, make good money and come back. So, um, so they said, you should learn stilts. And I am so grateful for them. For teaching me because it is one of my main um, sources of income. I get a lot of stilt gigs and I dance on my stilts and stuff. It's a lot of fun. 
What training is involved when becoming a first-class stilt walker? Um, the first thing you learn is how to fall. So they actually like push you onto a couch and you have to like learn to tuck and roll. Um, so that's one of the most important things. And the other most important thing is learning the rates. If you're going to go into any new field at all in entertainment, find someone who does it and find out what the rate is. Because if you come in underbidding people right away, then you're going to be hated in your industry. So I would definitely say find out from a professional if you're going to start doing any kind of specialty, what the going rate is, like including magic. If you start doing walk around, know what that rate is in your city. Don't come in and be like, well, I'll do it for 50 bucks and a cocktail. It's like, well, then you're screwing your fellow brothers and yourself eventually. Keep the rates up, people. Let's work together. <laughs> Another part of your resume says you are a mime. Why put a uh, job of mime as part of your long list of entertainment knowledge? Um, because it's one of the, I do a lot of different characters, but that's the one that you can list that people know you can do silent characters and walk about things and strolling atmosphere. So, um, like I do an old lady character, but if I put old lady character, people don't, they don't necessarily identify with that, but everybody knows what a mime is. Even if I said mascot, you might not know exactly that that means, you know, character work with a head. So it, it's just easier to say mime. And then they know that I do clowning and all kinds of other silent character work. Who is your old lady character? Um, well, her name was Miss Anderson, which was given to me by somebody else. So I try not to use that too much. Um, her name is Ethel and she's a very old lady and she's a little Southern and she likes to tell people about themselves and she's a little perverted a little bit. So she gets hired to make people feel awkward at parties, <laughs> which I love doing. I used to work for a professional prank company and, um, it's fun making people feel awkward at parties. You are also a model. How did you get yep. started and why become a model? Um, I've been modeling for a very long time and, um, you know, if you, if you freelance for a living, you have to do everything. So, you know, modeling is one of the most consistent things I do, not consistent with one person, but as far as like working with, I've worked with hundreds of photographers, um, and maybe they only shoot with me one time a year when they come in town, but, but one time a year for a consistent, it's consistent for a freelance performer. So, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, what people don't see is all of the hustle because every day I spend at least an hour to two hours a day trying to get gigs. So they see me working all the time. They're like, oh girl, you're lucky. You get all these gigs. I'm like, I'm not lucky. I'm hardworking. <laughs> it's a little bit different. I mean, I'm lucky too, because I do the people call me back and they use me, but that's also because I show up on time and I, I work hard and I do a good job and I try to take everything very seriously because it's how I feed my family. So, you know. At the beginning of this interview, I said you were a magician's assistant, trained dancer, stilt walker, mime, and model. For you, what's it like wearing all those different kinds of hats? <laughs> um, I love being versatile because there's not many gigs that people call me for and I can't say no to. You know, there's certain specialty things I don't do, like I don't juggle. Um, <laughs> I don't do like hula hoop or, you know, stand on my hands or anything like that. But um, but for the most part, if you call me for something, I'll fit, I have enough costumes. This is like just a little touch of my, you're in my, my costume room right now, which is just filled with the showgirl headdresses and, and costume characters. And I even have a Keller poster in here. So it's, um, you know, it's endless. So I, I really enjoy the fact that I can do something different every single day. And every day really is a new great adventure for me. I don't know what next week is without looking at my calendar, but I love that. Like some people who need consistency in their life, they can't stand the life of a freelance artist because you don't know where your next meal is coming from. But you just have faith that if you work hard and you keep pushing through and, you know, smiling at the universe, that good things come and they always do. So I've never had more than like a couple thousand in the bank, but I'm fine with it. And I've lived this way my whole life and I'm excited about it every day. What's it like balancing this with all of the with family life? Um, well, I'm a single parent. 
So thankfully uh, my mom lives here in town and can help watch my kid who's 14 now. So he's not a baby anymore. Now he can go to his friend's houses and things, but it was hard at first. You know, he would, he spent many, many shows in the dressing room under the table um, watching his little videos and stuff. I mean, his whole life, I have pictures of him in different dressing rooms that are, a lot of them are destroyed now and don't exist anymore in Vegas, uh, which is kind of interesting and cool and historic. Um, He's never thought it was interesting to him that I worked with Tiger. You know, I brought him to, Laughlin to see me work with Dirk Arthur and he he got to meet the cats and stuff and and then he found this rock in the river and he was like six years old and he just loved rocks and he went to school and he had to talk about what he did and he talked about this rock the whole time I'm like so you didn't mention that you have tiger friends that you got to hang out with like that's not on that he's just so jaded and numb to entertainment being part of his life you know I come out and I'm like does this tutu go with these heels you know and he has to answer me so I feel bad for him. He's 14. I'm sure there's going to be some points in life he'll be scarred by what I do. But uh, right now his friends think it's cool and he doesn't. So I guess that's just teenagers. So it's it's an interesting balance. Do you think he'll follow in your footsteps and being the magician's assistant's wife or anything like that? No, he has no desire to do anything with entertainment. He does want to do, um, he said he wanted to be like an atmospheric scientist because they make a lot of money. But I think that could translate to, you know, um, newscaster, I mean, not newscaster, but weatherman, right? Yeah. Which, and he's very personable and he's really cute and he's really like social and he's a great actor. He's a really great actor. He actually did um, an episode of, was it the haunted, you know, that ghost adventures? Um, okay. Before they moved to Vegas, they did an episode out here and he was like, played a ghost boy in a reenactment and he was wonderful. But, you know, he doesn't like to do the, the hard work dedication part. So, any future projects for you coming up? Uh, yeah, lots. I mean, I do all the things. The magicians I work with right now are, um, I do a show with James DeMare like once a month, Martinis and Magic. And then I'm doing um, some stuff with Bill Smith, hopefully coming up soon at one of the magic conferences. I don't think I can say any more about it, but I'm sure it will come out soon. Um, and then I work with RJ Cantu and Jason Bird and Jeff McBride and whoever whoever needs me, I, I'm Fielding West. They're all magicians that I know their acts and I'm on call. <laughs> so I'm on call with a lot of acts. So I do that for people. I also, um, for people that live out of town, a lot of the time they'll send me videos of the show and I learn the show and I come in day of. So I'm available for travel for short periods of time if anybody needs. And I don't even know where this is airing or anything. So you have to send me links. I'm excited to see who this reaches. Finally, where can people find you online? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Um, on Instagram, I'm magic underscore Melanie. That's M-E-L-A-N-I-E. And on my Facebook, I usually keep kind of private because that's my like family stuff. But my Instagram is all my professional page. So if you go on there, you can follow my great adventures because every day I post something interesting that I'm doing. So also, do you have a website? Um, I don't personally, but I also own a production company here in Las Vegas. And we do like a lot of circus performers and living decor and really cool, interesting things for parties and events. And we book Elro, which is this crazy music festival that goes all over the world from Barcelona, Spain. Um, and we are Posh Productions LV. So it's www.poshproductionslv.com. And we're also at Instagram at Posh Productions LV. And we do lots of cool stuff too, you'll want to watch. So, Well, thank you, Melanie, for joining me on this episode of Let's Chat With. <laughs> thank you.